Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Hello, today's episode is all about Karen's journey to recovery from the two injuries which have halted her run training recently and both tested her physically and emotionally. So we'll be getting updates on Karen's progress, her current treatment and training, and of course, a nutrition plan. The big question is, is she now able to run at all or is she still having to cross train to maintain aerobic fitness? We really hope that by sharing Karen's journey will help you if you ever have to face return from injury and then you'll be able to tap into our advice to help you with your recovery. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs. I'm Aileen Smith and I co-host our show with my very good friend and business partner Karen Campbell. We're both professional nutritionists and our spare time we're runners. Our show is dedicated to you, a female midlife runner. The menopause transition is a challenging time for many women and no one wants this phase of life to affect their well-being or indeed their running. As midlife women, Karen and I know what you might be experiencing and we also know how transformational good nutrition is at this stage of life. Our approach is to swap magic bullet advice for evidence-based nutritional science. We focus on real food and strategic food choices so you can enjoy your running and be your best. We hope that our episode topics are helpful to you. However, if you'd like professional help from us, please book a complimentary work with us call at runnershealthhub.com. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. And I'm here with Karen as always. And today sees the second episode in our new My Journey 2 series. And as most of you will know, we're tracking Karen's journey from healing uh, an injury, uh, hopefully getting her back to uh, full training soon. Um, but before we delve into Karen's story and updates, I'd just like to welcome back our regular listeners. And if you are listening for the first time, a very warm welcome to you. We hope you enjoy this episode and that you'll enjoy all of the episodes that we've uh, posted before and and many to follow. So Karen and I really enjoy our podcasting, uh, but we really love it when we hear from you. So we'd love it if you could drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com. Please introduce yourself, share a little bit about your running and your nutrition goals, because it really helps us plan topics for for the podcast. Now, it's, it's been a few weeks since we've had an update from Karen. Um, we last heard from her in early August and we're now in September so we're really looking forward Karen to getting your updates today and all about treatment training nutrition there's so much to talk about Um, so hello Karen Uh, how are you and uh, tell us a little bit about um, what your original injury was because it's a few weeks since we've, we've heard all about it Yes. Hi, Aileen, and hi to everybody out there. Um, yeah, so just as a quick reminder, 
Yeah, I'm currently dealing with two different issues. One is a chronic hamstring tendinopathy, which I've suffered with for approximately two to three years now. But I didn't address it early on because I thought I was just dealing with lazy glutes and could sort it out myself. But alas, no. So here we are. And the second is a more acute injury. So I've got um, some pain in the big toe. And that sort of came on quite acutely after a 20 mile and very hilly trail event. It is it, it, it is actually the injury that has stopped me running completely and um, was the catalyst really for me seeking support and treatment, but support and treatment for both of the injuries. So uh, so that's that's what put me on this journey, Aileen. Yeah, well, thanks for reminding us of the, the two big issues. And when you were talking about lazy glutes, I was trying to a non-running friend recently and um, I mentioned something about glutes and she said, what are glutes? And I just thought that was such a funny comment because we were obsessed with our glutes uh, and she didn't even know what they were. But she's somebody that's probably never even been to a gym before. So that's maybe why. Um, but it just shows we, we operate in different worlds sometimes, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's talk about um, your toe injury. Um, so the last time we, we chatted, you were going to have that injury assessed. And uh, we'd love to know what the, what the physio told you. What, what was the diagnosis? Well, Aileen, he has diagnosed arthritis. Um, so, and that was not what I wanted to hear. I think possibly in the back of my mind, I thought it could be. But I didn't want to go there. But that is what he has diagnosed. But what he said is that it appears to be an acute flare up. So hopefully might recover really well and not sort of become um, an issue for me uh, um, going forward with my running. Now, he's he's given me exercises um, to do. Uh, on top of ones that I was already doing, I, I had just kind of decided before I had the diagnosis to do something that I thought might help. So I was doing a couple of exercises. One was um, toe raises. So basically just standing upright and then ra- rising up onto my toes slowly and back down again. And then toes of fire. Do, have you heard of that pose, Aileen? It's a yoga. No, no, I've not actually. Maybe I've done it and not known what it was called. Yeah, it's known as toes on fire or screaming toes pose. (laughs) And the reason I can understand why it's called that, because, oh, my goodness, it it is so uncomfortable to do. And when you've got... Sore, a sore big toe anyway it's um it's it's even worse and what you do is your your toes are are kind of you're in the kneeling position and then you sit back on your toes yeah I'm now. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't like doing that I know I wouldn't like doing that no no it is really really uncomfortable and, and I kind of have to breathe into it but I have to say I have been finding that helpful and then like I say, the um, the the physio has given me some exercises um to do as well. And the other thing that he he did do, you know, last time I I 
mentioned the shockwave therapy um, for the for the hamstring issue. Now he tried that on my my toe. He did say that apparently data is conflicting on whether it is supportive to um, to joints and joint issues. But he thought it was worth trying, and he didn't have to say, Aileen. I think it's made. A, 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 a lot of difference and I want more so than it has on the glute on the hamstring to date and I wonder if it's because it's more of an acute injury than a chronic injury therefore the effect of the shock with therapy is more immediate I don't know but that's what I'm thinking oh good well it's good that it's made a difference yes yes yeah, so um and he, he doesn't seem too concerned about about my diagnosis and um and and you know he just said it's to be expected because I was aging and I thought how rude just because you're so young. But um it is very rude. <laughs> very rude indeed. Yes, indeed. But anyway, I, I had to deal with it. Um, but he did say that he didn't think it would stop me running. So that was my fear, because you do read with arthritis of the toes that it can stop people running, but he didn't seem to think it would. So that was really good news. Yes, I, I, I feel as though I need to be on a campaign when people talk about, they, they say things like old, old women. And I want to say, no, older women. Yes. It doesn't mean that we're old. It's just that we're getting older and everybody's getting older all the time. Um, maybe one day when they're older, they'll realise that. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. Anyway, <laughs> what's the news on your hamstring tendinopathy? Well, um, like I'm saying, I've I've had um, the shockwave therapy um, performed, um, but I have to say that I do think that compared to my tool, I think the improvement so far is fairly limited, um, and I and I do wonder if that's because it is a chronic injury. Um, now he said that. I would maybe feel improvement after one, but I haven't felt much of much improvement, but definitely after three. Now, because of being away over the summer, Aileen, I've had a big gap. So I haven't I haven't got up to the three yet. So um so I'm due to have one fairly soon. So I'll be able to report back. Now, whether having that gap. Um, between sessions is going to have put me back a bit and it's going to take another three before I feel any but I don't know I don't know I'll I'll report back um in in time but um but whilst I've been away it's been very much about the various exercises in the gym um applying heat twice a day for 20 minutes um I bought a heat pad actually a heat cushion and um and that is really that is just really nice. I could sit on it all the time, but I have to, you know, he said just to do it for 20 minutes twice a day. So that's what I'm trying to do. So um so so I'm just doing the exercise. And the ones that he's given me um clearly are all very targeted to the um the hamstring tendon. So there's the the reverse the reverse leg curl, which is using the machine. Um there's a single leg glute bridge so I'm kind of holding on to the sofa with my arms and then sort of just going up onto the up into the bridge position but on one one leg and then the other one outright um and then changing over so that's quite a tough one and um and then a single leg glute 
um, kickback, which is using an ankle band. So you just put the band around your ankle, basically, and then um, push your, your your leg backwards. And, that, and I have to say, all of them really, really target the right area. So they're not they're not um, they're not uh, what's the word comfortable to do, but um, I feel that they have been supportive. Great. So, yeah, it sounds like you've had to be quite dedicated with all of the um, additional rehab sort of exercises. Um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about the shockwave therapy, Karen, because we I think we touched on that last time. But I just wondered if the physio explained a little bit more about how it works. Yeah, well, I did ask him because, you know, we had we had discussed it last time and I had limited information about it and Google information about it. And so I um, I did ask him and, um, you know, apparently this is the same therapy as they use to break down kidney stones. So it's like that tapping on the stone makes it crumble and, and so that people can can pass the stones and. um what what it's doing for the for the tendon is that it's irritating the tendon so therefore getting blood flow to it but it's also apparently is kind of breaking it down to a degree to trigger it to heal itself and again that will then bring that blood flow in because tendons and ligaments are not very well innovated with blood supply so it's about um it's about triggering the te- the tendons to or triggering the blood blood supply to come to the tendons and apparently the exercises that he um gives me will also do that as well so and and oh. the way this shockwave therapy works is it's bringing high doses of energy to 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 whatever the painful area is and that like i say breaks it down and then triggers healing and regeneration now it is waves that um of high energy that are passing through but when you're having it done it feels as though you're being pricked by a needle it's a really strange sensation because um and it's it's not you know it's just like a round smooth I don't know, like a a, a trigger, a, a, like like those um, muscle guns that you get. It's that kind of of um, of uh, tool, but it, it feels as though you're being you're being pricked. So it's really really interesting, and and really, and I have to say, it is uncomfortable. Aileen. is it painful? In in moments, it's it it's painful, but I would say it's more the discomfort than the pain. And how long does a, a session of shockwave therapy last? How many minutes do you have it? Yeah, well, what he tends to do is he'll put it, because I've got to keep my leg raised to tense up the, the, the tendons so that they come up to the fore. Otherwise, they're kind of um, um, positioned deep into the to that pelvic area. So he'll maybe do it for a few minutes and then get me to rest just for a few seconds and then he'll do it for a few minutes. So I would say probably it's a, overall it's about 10 minutes on each on each side, on each um, oh. leg. Oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, now, you, men- you mentioned the heat treatment, Karen, um, but what about acupuncture? Because that was something you were doing last time. Is that helping? You're still doing that? Yes, um, I'm still doing the acupuncture. Again, a bit like the the, the um, 
the weight therapy, the shock weight therapy, I've I've had to I've had a break because I've been away. Um, but before I did leave, I'd had a few I had had a few sessions, and I think it's maybe helping a little. Um, but now that I'm back again and into a routine, and I've got this diagnosis on um, on my toe, and although it has. You know, I, I feel a big difference in my tour, I have to say. Uh, it feels so much better. I think I'm going to get her to concentrate on that error because it's more acute. So maybe the acupuncture will work better, a bit like the shockwave therapy will work better on, on, on the acute injury. So that's what I'm thinking. Now, what she does as well as... as um acupuncture she also uses this what's known as near infrared heat therapy so i'm learning about so many different types of therapies that are out there that i haven't heard of before really and i have to say um and it's also known as as led photo phototherapy and um again it's it's using therapeutic light energy to support skin health and this near infrared therapy it gets it gets much deeper into the cells um to trigger sort of wound healing and the wound healing process at, down at the fascia level so um so there's different it's different types of phototherapy, but on me, she uses this near infrared because it gets deeper into into the tissues and into the cells. So, um, so it's all really interesting. It's really interesting. It sounds like a full time job getting all of these things done. I don't know how you're managing to fit in work <laughs> between your various sessions and then doing the the rehab exercises yourself too. That's uh, taking quite a lot of dedication, I would imagine. It is, Eileen. I have to be really organised and dedicated and focused on it. Um, otherwise. Yeah, especially the exercises. You know, if you're booked in for a therapy session, you go, don't you? But I have to yeah. be self-disciplined regarding going to the gym to do the exercises or doing the exercises at home. When I'm at home and the ones that I can do at home, what I'll tend to do is I'll um I'll I'll set an alarm on my phone every hour and I'll just get up, I'll do a few of them and then I'll come back to work. And that kind of is just this reminder that I need to do them and be consistent. Yeah, well, that's a really great tip for everybody because I think mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to, I think you can be enthusiastic about rehab to begin with. <laughs> Yeah. But the other thing is, you know that you're going to be going back to see your physio and they know whether you've done the exercises or not. Yes. You've got to really do it, haven't you? So, uh, yeah, that's a, an incentive there, too. OK, so it sounds like treatment's going well and injuries are feeling a little bit better, although, you know, I can understand the disappointment about the arthritis diagnosis but hopefully you know continuing the treatment as well as all the healing regarding food and supplement plans uh, that will help um, you know get rid of the acute flare-up and uh, and hopefully you can manage it sort of going forward um, so we, we're going to go on and talk about your nutrition and supplement plan, plan in a minute Karen but I just thought I'd take a moment now to remind everybody about our free downloadable books which are available on our website which is runnershealthhub.com uh, we've got a few different free nutrition guides there so if you check the top menu bar of the homepage, you'll see free nutrition guides and 
um, there's a list of different um, ebooks that you can download. Um, all you need to do is uh, give us your email address and we'll send them over to you. The most popular one is Top Running Snacks and Nutrient Timing, and that helps fuel, uh, will help you fuel your running. And that goes alongside a lot of the advice we share in our episodes. So we, we hope they they help you. So let's move on, Karen, and talk about nutrition. So how are you doing about nutrition? Last time you shared with us that you were reducing your caffeine intake, and that was to help your inflammatory load. And you were also being conscious of not overeating because your activity levels were lower than usual. So I'm just wondering, how's that been going and uh, what the update is? Yes, well, I can say, Aileen, that I have been consistent with reducing my coffee intake. Um, and I'm really proud of myself because I didn't think or I wasn't sure how I would be around that. Now, I did think I might struggle and that I might have some symptoms from reducing my intake, but, but, but I haven't. Um, and, and I think overall, both physically and psychologically, just reducing it a little bit has helped. Um, I think my focus is better because of having less caffeine. So I'm really pleased um, at, at so many levels. And it's something that I will continue um, from here on in. It, I'm finding that having the two singles is, is fine for me. It's sufficient for me rather than having the two doubles. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Well done. I, I'm really proud of you. And uh, I, I must say that every time I reach for a second coffee, uh, which is most days, uh, mm. I do think of you and I think, oh my God, Karen's only having one. But now I'm glad that you're actually having two, but you're having two singles because I yeah. thought you were just having it once a day. So maybe I'm, I'm sort of similar to you. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with. I, I sometimes I only have one, but I like the option of two. Uh, yes. But I I I drink um, uh, something called London Nootropics coffee, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm happy to share a link in the the show notes for everybody because that's it's got caffeine in, but it also has adaptogenic mushroom compounds in. So that's very good for balancing uh, you in all sorts of different ways. So I won't go into that now, but that's my favorite. Yeah. And I, I love it so much. I think that's why I like to a day. But anyway, that's that's really great. Uh, well mm -hmm. done for that, Karen. Um, now, what about the food intake? What's what's happening there? Yeah, well, last time, like you said, I, I spoke about that um, portion size and trying to be more mindful a, a, about my portion size. Now, I think I, I am. I'm definitely conscious of um, how much I'm having at each meal. And I think I'm really good at lunch times. And, and I think that's maybe because I kind of put my food on a plate at lunchtime and that is it. But when we have dinner, I always have a display of food and then we all help ourselves. So that's very, it's then very easy to have seconds. But um, I, I am keeping in mind to choose more of the vegetable based um, foods when I'm having seconds rather than any of the main course, maybe. I think it could be better, but, but. I, I have improved from where I was, if that makes sense. So um, I'm, I'm on the right. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm on the right trajectory, I think, Haley. 
Great. Well, the main thing is that you, you're in a maintenance situation and you feel comfortable with it. And, and we're all very impressed with your display of food. We'd love to come to dinner at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I know Karen likes to uh, put out little plates of different things to choose nice. from. Uh, so I'm teasing you here, really, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to see a nice display of food on a table. I know we had people come round. I think it was our neighbour came round one time. Um, just to say something, we're about to sit down for dinner. And she said, do you do this every night? And there was all this food laid out ready for us to eat. And I said, well, yes, I do. And then you know, it gets eaten or there's, there's leftovers. And then I, I have that for, for lunches. Um, and then sometimes second leftovers the following day at dinner time. So it all does get eaten eventually. Yeah, well, I think it works well when there's a few of you eating and then people can choose what they want and the different portion sizes they want. So I think it is a great plan. OK, so um, thinking about uh, other, if there have been any other changes to your nutrition or food plan over and above the portion sizes. Yeah, well, the other thing I did look at was um, was my breakfasts. Um, and again, there I was thinking about portion sizes, because as you know, I, I love my breakfast. It's my favourite meal of the day. And I think it's because to me, it's a beautiful ritual um, because I've, I've done my exercise. I sit down. It's when I have my coffee, have my breakfast. And then I'm ready for the day ahead. So, um, but I was conscious that I did need to um, to reduce portion size. So I had stopped having nuts on the side because I used to have my, I, I tend to be fairly repetitive with breakfast. So it would be my my rice cakes with banana, nut butter and, and cinnamon. And I'd have some nuts on the side. So I reduced the nuts and then just reduced the amount of, of, of nut butter that I put on top. Um, but what I think I do need to still be, be looking at is changing up my breakfast so that it's more protein rich because I, I do, I'm always conscious of my protein, but I think that is the one meal where maybe I, I'm lacking um, in it. And, and when I'm running long distances, it's absolutely fine, but I'm not at the moment and I'm in recovery and I'm in healing. And as we know, Protein is really, really important for healing. So starting the day with a, a, a protein-rich breakfast, and I know you love your eggs in the morning, Alien. I think that that's maybe what I need to be thinking about doing more often. So um, even if it's one day eggs, one day um, sort of my rice cakes and, and banana and, and and doing it that way. Um, but I do think it's important, and, and for me and, and for most people really, that – that you don't make too many changes at one time. It's about making one or two changes, getting them set in stone, and then introducing another. So I feel as though, certainly regarding my coffee, portion sizes are getting there, then this is the next step for me maybe is changing up my my breakfast. Um, and, and the other thing that I'm um, that I'm trying to introduce is um, time-restricted eating. And just at the moment, I, I've never really, again, because of the way I train, it's not been something I've done. But I, but I think now I could be doing even 12, 12 hours between meals, because sometimes, you know, I'll eat about eight o'clock at night and then I'm up early running. So 
I'll have my breakfast at 6, 6.30. So I think at the moment when I'm doing less exercise and I am in recovery mode, I, I need to make at least that switch to 12 and 12. And then maybe from there, go up to 14, 10. Um, so, so that's something else that I'm trialing at the moment. I can't say I'm consistent with it at the moment, Aileen, but um, but I'm trialing it and I'm probably doing it maybe three or four days out of seven. Well, I think that's, you know, you don't have to always do something every single day to get the yeah. benefit of it. So I think that's good. I just want to go back to the protein breakfast, Karen. You know, you you were saying that you thought it would be a good idea maybe to have two or three different breakfasts and rotate them. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what, what, you know, what would be your three breakfasts if you were going to do that? If I was going to have the three different breakfasts, well, I think um, what I really enjoy is um, poached eggs um, with um, avocado uh, on sourdough, brown sourdough, and then some breakfast type vegetables on the side. So that would probably, and I probably have two poached eggs because it keeps it really protein rich. So that is probably what I would have as one choice. Yeah, um, I'd have my... Um, my um what do you call it my rice cakes with banana and honey and nuts or nut butter um as another option and then possibly i'm thinking that my other one would be to have some fresh berries greek yogurt and um sort of like a, a nut seed mix and have that as my third as my third choice just keeping it um keeping it more protein than than carb in content yeah they all they all sound good I mean a couple of things that uh, things that just different ideas that I came up with just as we were thinking is maybe um, when you're having your rice cakes or toast you could maybe have some cautious cheese as a topping um, as part of your breakfast or, mm-hmm. or maybe adding a smoothie a protein smoothie um, you know and if you could even ha- make a smoothie and have half of it with whatever breakfast you're having and then the other half as a snack later on in the day yeah actually that's a really good idea and I really like I like the idea of the the cottage cheese on you know it is interesting how you get into a mindset with breakfast now cottage cheese is always something I have at lunchtime and we speak about thinking outside the box and eating outside of the box and I think that that is a way I could eat outside the box is that I could move that cottage cheese um to to a breakfast option uh, still yeah, having... or even like you know you were saying about your rice cakes or your oat cakes having one with the normal banana and things that you have and one with cottage cheese and yeah that, and it's just incremental but it would make a, a little difference a shift yes yeah thanks for that tip Eileen. i will put that into place and i will post a picture of the evidence it's not that we're checking on you or anything but no no no, but it's it's a really good idea and again having the protein smoothie and splitting it like you say maybe having half of that with my with my breakfast and then half as an afternoon snack or something because that's when I tend to feel the need for a snack is sort of later in the afternoon so um so yeah thank you great tips great okay so let's talk about training um so the big question is are you back to running? I am Aileen. 
I'm so pleased uh, I'm back. Not very long distances, but that's okay. I, I can deal with that. They are quite short distances, only every other day, um, but um, but mo- mostly every other day. Sometimes it might be every third day that I do because, you know, I'm trying to be really good because I could run every day and I'm trying to, li- to, to, to listen to what I'm being told. So, if, if, say, I've done maybe, because I'm allowed to run up, uh, 45 minutes up to an hour each time. So if I do feel my um, hamstrings, then I will leave two days apart and then I'll go um, I'll, I'll go and run again. But if they're not too bad, then I'll run every second day. So I have to say I, I'm, I'm really pleased to be back running, even though it's not the distances I would like to be doing. Yeah, well, I think that's huge uh, progress. Uh, so, you know, I can feel that you're really excited about that. I suppose the, the challenge for you is... Um, containing that excitement and not wanting to overdo it because I guess overdoing it's going to aggravate things while you're still having treatment so uh, yeah that must be quite challenging for you it is it is I have to say Elena I have to be again very disciplined and um, just just keep reminding myself that in the long run this is the best way forward Um, hopefully by listening taking my time to recover properly and fully it's going to benefit me and I'm not going to end up back here again hopefully that is my you know that is my thinking and that is what is keeping me on track and stopping me from overdoing it great great so hold that thought keep keep going but in small steady uh, progress sounds like the way forward um now the other thing I wanted to ask you about was um supplements so um what uh, you you talked about a few different supplements last time uh you mentioned uh rhythm uh new, nutrition turmeric fuel joint capsules you talked about using uh the pulsing protein powder the curcumin and black pepper blend, uh, blend and a few others so what what are you going on with at the moment what's happening yeah, well, I am still taking all of the supplements that um, I mentioned last time, and there were a lot. Um, but what I'm doing is that I have um, reduced how many I take each day. And really because of the potential for overlap, you know, they're all doing different things and supporting me in different ways but the actual content of some of the nutrients are the same if that makes sense some are different some are the same so I was just a little bit concerned about this um, overlap of nutrients therefore maybe potentially taking on um, too many so I've just worked out the ones to take one day and then the, the the ones that contain some of the same ingredients I'll take on an, on on another day and that is working well for me it's also easier for me to 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 remember because that there aren't so many to take um the only ones that I do continue to take um every day are the um the rhythm nutrition um turmeric one and the omega 3 um, because because of their anti-inflammatory properties, but also I think 
for me, being vegetarian, omega-3 is is supportive for general health anyway on an everyday basis, as well as the anti-inflammatory properties for supporting my healing. Now, the other thing that I have just started is um is some magnesium and that's because for whatever reason maybe it's the it's the heat um from the summer alien um is is that I've been having some cramping so I did wonder if maybe I was a bit low in magnesium so I started taking some of that and also I thought it might help to support the relaxation of the muscles, especially the ones that are overcompensating for the injury that I've got, because I don't want to get another injury because of the overcompensation. So, um, so I've been using, um, or I've just started using magnesium for that. So, and and thinking especially really of the hamstring muscles and the glutes, because with all the different exercises that I'm doing, as well as starting back running, these are the ones that are being that are being triggered the most. So I don't want to end up then having muscle issues. Um, and, and the other thing actually regarding the supplements that I was taking and another reason that I did sort of look at separating them a little bit was I was starting to find that I was just getting these little symptoms of, of bloating and flatulence. And it it's not very nice. Um, so I just thought, I wonder, because that was the only change I could I could think of that might be considering it. And again, maybe just taking too many in a day. So doing this alternate day seems to be really helping with that. And, and, and um, yeah, everything feels much calmer. Great. So, um, again, you know, it's good that you've been consistent with your supplements. I think that's a message to take away here. Um, you know, the healing nutrients are really important, uh, but being consistent with a supplement plan and periodically reviewing, are you needing everything that you're taking? And should you have a slightly different supplement plan is always a, a great idea. Mm-hmm. So moving on, Karen, um, you you've talked about you getting back to running which is fantastic um but i know that um you were doing um some cross training in other areas so i just wondered if you could give us a bit of an overview of a typical week's activity at the moment um you know you've you've got your running every other day um mm-hmm. in whatever amounts you you've been uh, you know guided to do uh, but what about other activities so um what would be a typical week at the moment for you yeah well i i i i have got a plan that um that my running coach she's been really sort of supportive um through this and um has adapted my plan to what I, what the physio has said and what I've been able to do so at the moment what she's done is um sort of I say every other day, I think there's probably, she's put in, what, three runs per week. Um, And then I clearly go to the gym to do my rehabilitation exercises. And then outside of that, um, my running coach has included cycling and swimming. Um, And if there's a day that I decide that I don't want to run, then she said, do a really long walk instead so maybe two to three hours of walking rather than doing an hour of running so my day would probably cons- my week would probably consist of um 
um a a light run on a on a monday um i'd go to the gym and for a swim on a tuesday Ideally, a Wednesday should be a rest day, but I might just go for an easy cycle or just go back to the gym and do some more of my strength and conditioning. Um, a Thursday, I'm doing um, bike work, but in the gym, you know, the static bike. And then again, my oh. rehab my rehab exercises. Friday would be um, another run. And then a Sunday would be another run again. I'd have the Saturday as a rest day, but then it means my following week is different. So I wouldn't run on the Monday, I'd run on the Tuesday. So it's all a bit over the place, but that's a rough idea of how it would look, Aileen. Yeah, well, that's really interesting to see the mixture of different things and that you've got an opportunity to swap activities uh, depending on how you're feeling. Um, So good. Excellent. Um, so uh, that's the sort of roundup on Karen's other training. It is. I've kind of updated you on my approach to my food and to um, my tr- nutrition, as well as the different tweaks that I have made to my supplement plan. And it is always about reviewing, reflecting and tweaking and, and anything and everything that we do to make sure that it is, is still being supportive. Um, but I would just like to remind everybody here that if you are thinking of taking any nutritional supplements, you know, we do highly recommend that you work with a professional to ensure that you are making the right choices for your needs and that you're not taking them um well you are taking them at the appropriate levels and that they're not contraindicated with potentially any medications that you might be taking over the the counter medications as well as any prescribed ones so just bear that that in mind and um and work with a professional so Aileen um I'm just thinking that maybe this would be a good time to pause for a a short advert break so can I hand back to you for that Yeah, sure, Karen. So uh, this is the moment in the podcast where Karen and I just take a a minute to talk to you about what we do outside of the podcast. Uh, And one of the things we do is partner up with uh, brands that we love. And one of the brands that we love is Amazing Jane um, Activewear. And Karen and I have been wearing Amazing Jane leggings for the last few months. And we wanted to share some of the reasons that we love them. And one of the reasons that we love them is they just feel good. Uh, They hold you in and they stay in place. They are high compression. So they're meant to be snug um, and that makes them great for running, but also great for gym sessions. And I think everyone loves to feel good and look good uh, when we're out running. But it's really important to have active wear, which does the technical job, too. And another reason that we love their active wear range is it's de- designed by real women. Um, so Claire and Deb, uh, for real women of all shapes and sizes. And, and if anybody's seen our photos, you'll know that we, Karen and Aileen, we're very different heights and body shapes. And it really uh, is great that Amazing Jane caters for both of us and for many other women like us too. Um, so if you'd like to try Amazing Jane, uh, we'd love you to use our special listeners discount code, which is RHH10, and that will give you 10% off all purchases. And it's good to know that Amazing Jane ship across the world. So please check the website for more details. And that's amazingjane.com.
So now that I've shared a little bit about that for you, for you all, uh, Karen, I, I just thought it'd be great to uh, get back to thinking about how you're feeling emotionally uh, about your situation. Um, so last time uh, we we talked about four words that you used to sum up your emotion. And you said that you felt sadness, you felt irritation, you were frustrated, but you were also really determined about getting better. So I'm just wondering how you're feeling now that a few weeks have gone by. Um, I guess you're feeling more positive because you can run again, albeit just a little. So how's it going? Yeah, yeah, I have to say that you're absolutely right. I, and you said, you know, you could hear it in my voice. And, and I am absolutely delighted that I can run again. You know, it doesn't matter that it is a little that I can run. Just the fact that I'm running just means such a lot. And um, but I, I think I think maybe my worry now is that I, I, I could be losing form or maybe muscle mass. And that would be a huge dilemma for me. You know, I am, like I say, I'm sort of running about 45 minutes to an hour twice a week. Um, and, and that I'm hoping to work up to um, about an hour twice or three times a week. But besides what I was doing, it's much less. So, um, you know, I, and I know I think it's it's all psychological, isn't it? Because I know that I'm doing a lot in the gym. And again, my running coach said, you know, I'll, I'll put things in your plan that will help to maintain that form and maintain the, the muscle mass. And um, so I am doing that. So my hope is that that I'm maintaining it. And that, so that when I do get back to to long distances again, it's going to be an easy transition. I don't want a really long winded, slow transition back to the distance running. But, you know, like I say, the fact that I am running is really positive. And um, and and actually I'm running more quickly than or sooner than I thought I would be. I'd be running. So that's all positive. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're doing absolutely everything that you can to maintain your fitness. And hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised at how uh, you can make that transition when when it's the right time. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, you've got a lot of support and it's great that your running coach has designed a program for you um, and that you're, you know, you are very disciplined. So I don't think there's any problem that you're going to stick to that. I think the problem might be that you don't overextend yourself above it knowing you um but um sort of thinking about other sort of psychological and emotional uh, feelings karen um we touched on the diagnosis of arthritis um in, in your big toe so what are your feelings around that now that you've had time to think about it yeah, I, I have to say, when I got when he told me, I was I was really disappointed. Um, although it was in the back of my mind, like I like I said earlier, I I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be that at all. It was just I, I was hoping he'd maybe say that it was another tendon issue or a ligament issue, and and it would recover and be fine. But um, you know, arthritis just feels more long term. But you know, I, what I was hard with was the fact that he feels that it's just an acute flare-up and if the inflammation can be reduced then hopefully it's not going to be a problem going forward so that is really um 
that that is really supportive and also the fact that since I've had the physio and since I've had the shockwave therapy on it it has felt better so that is really encouraging so I'm feeling encouraged by that and and hopefully that will continue yeah and I, you know I understand that di- that disappointment around a diagnosis but it's a little bit like um you know my um, osteoporosis diagnosis that I got three years ago and I know you you have osteopenia Karen so it's like I think if you know something you're better informed and then you can manage it and and learn to live with it and contain it the best way you can so um yeah I think it's you know none of us want these things but it's how you um, move forward is the important thing isn't it well that's right and then it's making decisions on on um you know your own lifestyle your own diet and and supplementation to try and minimize the impact of it as well because like you say you're you're informed so you can make choices you can do things to to try and minimize its impact yeah absolutely and um what has there been anything else in the last few weeks that you feel has affected you emotionally and psychologically well Aileen Yes. And it was uh, when it first came up and it's come up a few times is um, I use a Garmin watch and just recently it's been telling me I'm detraining. And that has been really difficult to read. I've never had, I didn't realise it said it. I've never had that before. So, um, so that was really difficult to, to read and to accept, but clearly it's understandable because I'm just not doing the training that I was that I was doing before or certainly the training I'm doing is different and 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 the, and a lot of the type of training that I'm doing I can't monitor through Garmin so I think actually that's something I need to keep in mind because that's that's turning a negative into a positive you know I am still training it's just that Garmin can't can't track it yeah so, that's it that's uh that's interesting they might not need to know that feedback that it's a demotivator and that maybe you could put somewhere in your uh settings that you know you, you're on a recovery mode and that they would be a bit more motivating in their messages to you yes yeah exactly exactly but but apart from that then um no I was a bit anxious before I left in the summer you just just you know, knowing that I, I only had my exercises, I wasn't going to have any physiotherapy or the shockwave therapy. I had to be self-disciplined in doing the exercises. So that did make me a, a, a little bit anxious. Would I be able to be consistent in doing them? But I, I, I was. Um, and so that has been been really good as well. So that kind of, there's still some anxiety there, I suppose, because of of the long journey that I'm on to, to, to recovering, but, um, but yeah, mostly it's fairly positive. Great. I'm pleased to hear that. Um, so what would you, how would you sum you, sum up your emotions now? If you could pick, you picked four words last time or the four words this time that would describe how you are at this point. Yeah, I think, I think sort of, yeah, anxious. I, I think I probably am still a bit anxious, disappointed, disappointed that I'm not running further, but, um, that's understandable and disappointed with my Garmin comments. Um, but I'm also, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm disappointed. I'm not running further, but I'm happy that I'm running. And that really, I think is out, 
outdoing the 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 disappointment really and positive i'm still feeling really positive that um that this is uh a journey to to full recovery you know i'm really heartened by the by the change in um and the, the positive difference in my tool and um, some difference in, in the glute. But I, I am very conscious that that's going to take longer because it's so chronic. So so overall, happy and positive. Aileen is how I would describe myself. Oh, good. I'm glad you're happy and positive. I was a little <laughs> bit worried when he said anxious and disappointed there. I thought, oh, I thought we'd move past that. But it is typical, isn't it? I think anybody going through any recovery, you you there's a bit of a swingometer and the the yeah. emotions. Um, but as long as we keep coming back to happy and positive, uh, so. that's the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so that's great. I think you're going from strength to strength, and yeah. uh, it's really interesting to hear about all the different things that you've been experiencing and uh, all the positive steps that you're taking with training and treatment and, and nutrition too. Um, so, uh, Karen, we're going to have another update in a few weeks' time. Um, what would you be hoping to report back on next time? Yeah, well, uh, uh, well, hopefully there'll be a few different things again, Aileen, that I can report back on, including, you know, the the shockwave therapy. Going back to that, um, is there any change in the severity of the discomfort? You know, being away for a few weeks but maintaining my exercise has that helped sufficiently that the that the discomfort of the shockwave therapy is less? Um, the toe injury. Um, you know, it, it, like I say, it's continuing to improve, improve. So, you know, maybe next time I can report back that I am actually pain free, which would be a great place to be. But we'll watch the space. We'll wait and see. Um, my training. Yes, like I say, I'm, I'm building up to one hour at the moment of training two to three times a week. Hopefully, maybe I can report back that I'm, I'm able to run further. Ideally, maybe an hour and a half. I think I'd feel... I feel as though I was kind of moving into the next realm of of distance running if I was able to run um, for an hour and a half at a time. But we'll wait and see. And um, and yeah, with the physio exercises, it's still about um, maintaining that self-discipline to do them. And I think that I'm there now. You know, I've been doing them for quite a while and I have been disciplined. So I feel that, yeah, that is now almost like a ritual or a habit that I just do these exercises and keep setting my alarm. Um, regarding my nutrition, I'm hoping to ro- report back on the time-restricted eating that I've managed to make that shift to the to definitely the 12 and 12 and, and possibly maybe that 14 and 10. And then also changing up my breakfasts. Um, I really liked your idea about having, you know, one of my usual rice cakes and then another one with the with the cottage cheese and, and maybe a protein shake on the side. I really like that idea. And also having eggs as a as another um another swap as well, uh, sort of one or two days a week. So um and then yeah, supplements, it's just about I think maintaining the consistent consistency of taking those and um and then looking at that those emotions again that it's it's more positive than than negative that that you know I'm still moving forward and I'm feeling more more positive, maybe less less anxious, less disappointed. So that would be it. Lots to share. 
Yeah, lots to share. So I think what my word, I was thinking what my word would be for you would be perspective uh, and optimism. Mm -hmm. So two words. Um, mm -hmm. So think about that. I think um, just, um, you know, you're playing for the long game and you're doing really, really well. And uh, it's really great that everything's moving in the right direction. So um, you've got lots of support and um you're doing all the right things so it's, it's great news from today's conversation and we really look forward to hearing uh, more about your recovery journey uh, in a few weeks time Karen so good luck with everything and um, we hope it's been helpful for everybody today to listen in and uh, maybe it's helped you on your journey to recovery or you'll be able to take some tips forward in the future if you're unfortunate enough to have an injury that uh, you need to work on. So that's it for today. And uh, finally, everyone, remember, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Thanks for joining us today on She Runs, Eats, Performs. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us again soon. Before you go, please listen to the end to hear more about Amazing Jane Activewear and why their leggings were voted best for runners by Women's Fitness. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. <music>